the wake of a long and terrible war, our story awakens. With a future that is challenged by evil forces and tempered by powerful magic, a world struggles to find its destiny. A destiny which you now find yourself a part of, as the prophecy has foretold. These are the savage tales of Eberron. Now, settle in and prepare yourself for the thrilling adventures of our brave crew as they seek to make their own fate on this week's episode of Mourners of Lazar. I'm Michael and I'll be playing Torlin. I'm Ernesto and I'll be playing Truco. I'm Ellie and I'll be playing Dana. I'm Kevin and I'll be playing Rusko. And I am your dungeon master, Philip. Welcome to uh, Savage Tales of Eberron, the Mourners of Lazar campaign. Thank you for listening. We will start with our background questions for everybody. What haunts you the most from the last war? And uh, Torland can go first. Uh, in Torland's case, there are a few things. Uh, he, Torland doesn't like to talk about any of them very much. Um, there is his, his vow to Dana's grandfather, Gerald. Um, he doesn't like to talk about that very much. There is, uh, there was an instance in the, one of many during the long hundred years of the last war of which he was a soldier in active duty for most of it. Um, he saw many of the horrors of, of war. One in particular, uh, was when he was a captain upon a ship uh, do you remember what the name of the ship, the uh, Torland ship was off the top of your head, Phil? No, I, no, I don't. Ah. Oh, well. Um, well, he was a captain of a ship at, at some point, and uh, he took part in the blockade of Dusk, which is a coastal city along the southern borders of Thrain, uh, pretty close to the borders of Breland in, in modern, uh, the modern year in Eberron, 998YK. Um, and so his ship was involved in this blockade and uh, there was a number of things that occurred at that point that he witnessed and considered himself complicit in uh, by being there. But most of all, what he's haunted by uh, is the death of his second son, Morg, uh, which occurred when Torlin was in active duty and his family was from this village that at the time uh, was in modern-day Thrain, but was under the original Brelish borders. And in the early years of the war, Thrain had mounted a an assault a blitz into a spearhead into the borders of Breland and uh, Torland's family was displaced and he was in active duty uh, and he still blames himself as his son died in that process of the family being displaced along with the rest of that village he still blames himself that he wasn't there to defend his family noble um well uh for truco i will um what helps Actually, be him, before yes. you start there truco yeah was the ship the flutinate is that how you pronounce it 
Uh, I think that was the one that he was a prisoner of war aboard. Okay, so that's... Ch- I'll check uh, my notes. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Shuko. Yeah, lots of ships and then lots of its history with Torland, I can tell. That's, that's really... Is that dwarf that's like, supposed to be? Yeah, yeah. Lots of history. Uh, but uh, Truco, in another, in, on the other hand, uh, Truco is quite young. He's um, he's in his early twenties, and uh, he's he hasn't seen much uh, up to uh, the point of getting into sailing. He hasn't seen much of um, the real war that was being held on battlefields. He he was mostly trying to survive in Metrol, um, from which he saw some things that does hunt him from time to time um, mainly uh, having having friends on the streets um, on the same age as him and uh, also being orphans and not having any family or their family being completely dissolved by the effects of the world and if taking in consideration um, a nation that is too much caring for arts and uh, te- uh, and the high status of technology fighting a war there's certain social structures that are quite lacking on the low in the low end and uh, he saw that firsthand um and that uh, on that note like seeing kids that he he knew and he grew up with uh, being taken uh from certain groups in in sire to be uh, tested for potential magic to be potential magic users, uh, which he never he he at times got uh, brought up uh, to those tests, but he never succeeded on them. He was Truk is quite uh, magic, not capable or not capable of, of producing any kind of magic. But he's more of an uh, he has other other skills uh, to show. Uh, but yeah, growing up in Metrol showed another side of the world of the world that isn't uh, always talked about. Dana, it was uh, called the Beggar's Bidding. That's what the name was. Ah, right, Beggars. All right, uh, double check on something here. Okay, so wow, what haunts Dana the most from the last war? Well. Torlin knows all about it, and uh, much like his own, it's not a story she—it's not a story she's uh, she's told anyone else. Um, you know, when when Dana was was sixteen and her father died, and she went to Metro, she lied about her age to join up with the local Denneth company there, and uh, eventually was shipped out to the Carnathy Front, and about three. Three, four years after that, she had a whirlwind romance with a uh, with a young Korovar nobleman by the name of Mazeluir Lazani, who happened to be the second in command of that unit. Um, and they were quietly married a few months later. And then in 993, uh, so not, I guess, about a year before the morning happened. Well, he didn't live to see it. Um, there had been there had been a truce negotiated for Brightblade, the uh, the festival of Doldorn, 
and you know that that order had come from <clears throat> from quite a bit higher up and while Maz and the captain were you know doing the formalities right there on the front with their Carnathy counterparts it's going you know it's just going as normal it happened every year they they spoke they delivered their orders they shook hands and as Mazzello turned to walk back to the Siren line, a crossbow bolt came flying out of the Karnathi tree line and caught him square in the neck. Um, and everything happened at once. The, the Siren sprang into action. The Karns responded in kind. It was utter chaos. And at the at that point, with that kind of injury, that far from the line and caught unaware, the only thing Dana could do was hold Maz while he died. And she left uh, She left the Denith camp later that night in under the cover of darkness and, well, never set foot in Seer again, and now she never will. Wow, this, uh, this question is turning things dark. <laughs> Go ahead, Russ. Might as well keep that trend going. Um, <laughs> so Russ is uh, most haunted from the last war uh, by the last battle because Russ was over Metrol, capital of Seer, when the morning happened. He's fighting Carnes on that day. Every Sky Knight goes up thinking, you know, this could be your last flight, but I don't think anyone could ever anticipate watching your home city the capital of your country collapsing into bright light and mists while you've got to pull the craziest dive you've ever put your hippogriff in not knowing how far this is going to stretch and just hoping you can make it to the river and uh and looking back and realizing you don't have a landing place you don't mm. have a commanding officer you don't have <coughs> anyone and so Russ is still haunted by what he saw. Well, on that cheery note. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the game once again, y'all. Yeah. yeah. I was just singing to myself through the whole through this I, whole thing. I mean, Hello, darkness, my old friend. Well, <laughs> like, 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 I, I don't know what any I don't know what Phil or any or any of the rest of you were expecting with that question from a bunch of Sirens, but I yeah. you know, I'm sure yeah, you got it. <laughs> I mean, pretty much anybody in uh, Corvair <laughs> is going to have an answer to like that. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so, great way to start off a uh, dark adventure on the Storm Reaver, controlled by the Cloud Reavers. I'm sure they would have enjoyed those stories. Let's, let's, start, with, uh, let's start with the session recap. All right. Uh, well, uh, it was... Uh, an interesting session uh, of two days along on the um, sorry <laughs> on the Storm River, uh, and uh, on the first day, uh, Dana returned to his uh, the cook duties that uh, she had uh, those previous days. Uh, Ross and Torlan got to scrub the deck, uh, and Truco got on the rigging. Again, um, kind of finding uh, our roles within the the crew uh, here. 
and um, in particular Torren took uh, some time of him to go visit the quartermaster, um, the cutthroat, cutthroat rock, and um, in in the way there uh, he met uh, halfling, halfling, uh, quite uh, quite a, an energetic fellow, um, which which was arguing uh, quite uh, with anger at uh, at rock. Um, and after that, um, they exchanged some words here and there, and he uh, Torlot, uh went directly to the quartermaster uh, to get, tried to get his fiddle, uh, which he, suce- he successfully got uh, by persuading uh, Grok. Uh, her fiddle. True. Him, her fiddle. The halflings are her. No, I mean him. him the fiddle was from ah. Torland, right? Yeah. Okay, right. The, Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I too confused. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> and um, and he he convinced her by uh, with the, an exchange of songs, in particular some uh, songs that involve a lot of violence that cultural rock seems to enjoy. Um, after after successfully getting that. Uh, he went back to his duties. Um, Bloody Hour, uh, first time I think, uh, went without issue on on a boat. Uh, that's, that's a good sign. Um, after that, uh, things went uh, some conversations here and there, but things went quickly to the night. Uh, and as we got our last meals of the day, um, Ross and Truco, uh, alongside Sandara. Uh, had a, a conversation in which she involved uh, uh, well thanking uh, thanking her again for uh, the uh, nose healing that she did um, and also Russ um, uh, conveyed the information that there was uh, uh, some sort of uh, there was a person uh, down, uh, like in the lower parts of the ship that is self-called Albert uh, that seems to be uh, in, a, in a really rough situation, I was, I will say. Um, uh, all of us agreed to uh, do something about it. It seems like uh, some uh, pretty brutal or at least um, an, a moral question there to help uh, in in this in this situation of ours, Dana joined the conversation as well, um, and uh, talking about in general sense about uh, the experience of being press gang and, and trying to stick together, uh, which is what we have right now uh, as a certain. Um, after that, uh, during the night, Torland told the uh, the telling of the bloody beggar of Dolan on the river. And saying it correctly, um, and uh, everyone pay attention to that. Mainly, uh, also Grok, which was who was really interested in it. Um, the next day uh, went um, pretty, pretty uh, routinely as it's becoming uh, on the ship. Conchavar, uh, I don't know how it's called. The, the gnome uh, had a uh, a somewhat of a flirty conversation with Dana on the um, well, uh, uh, she was doing his duties, um, 
Dana on his on his day wanted to. Uh, there was some ship actions that we took, uh, mainly about trying to convince some officer officers, which went somewhat. Uh, some they didn't went successfully in any kind, at least for Tukos. Um, Dana tried to um, speak to some officers and get trying to get into La Grasse, um room uh, to either uh, serve food or any kind, trying to get herself in a in a good position, uh, which I think he didn't succeed. Uh, at least that that's what it seems. Uh, then uh, after that, doing some duties, uh, Mr. Lagra pointed Dana and uh, a bunch of us. Uh, to in inspect the the village, oh, I'm saying it right, uh, because of a possible rat infestation. Um, with that notice, uh, we uh, all of us, all of, uh, four of us, uh, Torlan, Russ, uh, Truco, and Dana, uh, went down and inspect uh, the village, only to find a giant rat attacking Torlan with a really big explosion of damage which uh, was then retributed or re uh, responded towards with um, uh, the three of us supporting Dana in a last uh, big hit towards the rat which fell off quickly um, uh, expressing our uh, sense of um, paying off some debts because of earlier fights. And I believe we are in that situation right now after that combat. So I think just for those that are listening, a, a little bookkeeping. We had the last session saying that Torlin got three wounds, that he soaked three wounds. Um, Riley pointed out afterwards that he realizes I, we do play with the unarmored uh, Unarmored hero setting rule, which gives you plus two bonus to soak rolls, which would have actually allowed him to soak four of the six wounds. So he's only down, Thrallin's only down to two wounds. Because I don't have any equipment on. Mm -hmm. Aside from the hard your underclothes. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should, we should really get you some clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you guys all wound up with all this nice stuff that you're still wearing. Meanwhile, Thorland's in his like white blouse. <laughs> or probably not white anymore <laughs> after a couple days in the in the poop deck. I, I didn't imagine that Torland didn't have he Torland just doesn't have his armor. Yeah, right off in the very first session he said he was in his underwear, so I just rolled <laughs> oh. with it. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, underwear is a, probably a bit of a hyperbole there. Well, it's well, too late. Anymore. It's canon now. Yeah, it's canon now. You are uh I think you're Those kind of screwed there. I mean, Those assuming we were balance. taken aboard with whatever we were wearing on, that's what he had underneath his armor. It's pretty much, you know, is is it, you know, a loose frock shirt? Well, speaking of which, I haven't really mentioned this. Uh, I keep on forgetting to, but probably you were all provided some uh, cold weather sealskin gear, whatnot, because it is winter up in the northern stretches of the Lazar. So. Uh, when you are on deck, it is definitely chilly. <coughs> um, so, yeah, you, you, you all have been provided some basic warmth uh, for your time on deck. Um, right. And so, um, so we just finished up. Torlin got his, Torlin got nearly ripped to shreds 
by a uh, giant dire rat. Uh, and then Dana, in particular, made short work of it afterwards. And right. yep. Um. So. Um. All right. We gotta get you to Miss Quinn. Right. Yeah, I uh, I just uh, throw aside. Oh, go ahead, Phil. I was about to say I figured out the lighting issues. It was an issue oh. with the scale. All right. So. Uh, I actually understand your comment from previous sessions, Kevin, about the lighting not working. That's all, That should be fixed shipwide now. Uh, awesome. I know nice. what that problem was. Um, I so just... speaking of which, with the moment, you know, there's a little bit of assisting and kind of like staunching some bleeding from uh, Torland. And speaking of Miss Quinn, suddenly you see her kind of like poke her head down the hatch, the, the ladder hatch down to the bilges, and she, she's all, she says, What's going on down there? I heard I heard some screaming. Torland yes, is yes. Uh, trying to fashion some sort of a tourniquet. Is like, it's just a bit of a bleeder, but nothing to be too concerned about. Don't don't listen to him. Get the, down the here. Russ, help me get him out of this filthy water. And I start trying to like haul Torland up a little bit so that his legs out of the bilge. Unhand me. No, Russ, get over here. All right, all right. Let's uh. See, uh, Miss Quinn, uh, it might be easier for you to, to get down this ladder, but we're going to try and get him at least out of this dirty water. I mean, there's a couple. I mean, since the ship is really um, angled down here, it's not a flat surface by any stretch of the imagination. There is some uh, space to get him up out of the build, bilge water. Um, not a ton, because like I said, I, I think for Torland, it was coming up to Torland's waist or something like that in general. So, But up off the sides, more towards the ladder, stuff like that, you do have a space to, to put him off. So yeah, I, I just like start hauling him over to this sort of dry area, and I'm just, I, I'm, I'm a little bit frantic right now. Just like, oh, my, oh my gosh, we got a bleeder here, don't we? Yes, yes. Yes, and I, yes I, we I run, do. I run towards her, towards her and... and give them signals like to where uh, Torlan is. I mean, just to point out, yes, he, he's, you, you need to, to take care of him. And as, as she's going, I'm going to go to the crate that had a bunch of stuffs. <laughs> sure. And, okay. I will do that while others take care of yeah. whatever right. situation. So, yeah. Like, I, I, I guess with Russ's help, set Torlan down. And, and I'm still kind of just like keeping him propped up a little bit like, yeah. all right. You're going to be fine, Uncle. You're going to be okay. Miss Quinn, please. If you're going to insist on uh, nagging over me, just put my leg up on your shoulder. Keep it keep it elevated. Fine, fine. So I like I shuffle around and uh, get him propped up on me. Um So you see Sandara, she she kind of looks at looks at the one she goes, "Oh my." Um she, she kind of looks around and she goes, this may be filthy, but it is seawater. And she kind of she reaches down into the bilge water and kind of What are you doing? <laughs> You'll do none of the sort. Oh, keep, <laughs> Haven't you keep heard that of away. the bilge rot? No, he he's right. What are you doing? This water is filthy. This is an offering to our, to our way. This is it is seawater. It, it may not be the cleanest, but it this will work. The Check cleanest. It. There's a rat in here. He's a dwarf. He will be fine. And I just keep picking up things. <laughs> My ancestor Cauldron didn't win that fight. 
through the use of hygiene, only for me to die in this scenario just because of built rot. Just, just trust me for a moment. Trust me for a moment. Trust she, the pirate. She, she's the toilet uh, is not letting anybody like put seawater on his leg in this bilge. It's not happening. <laughs> um, she kind of stops and she kind of looks at. She goes. She goes. Look. We all need friends on this ship. If we don't have friends, no good. Can- this is a price of your friendship. I'll, I'll pass. I, I have the blessing of our way. This will this will help staunch the bleeding and stop the bleeding. I promise. What will it do for the infection? It will take care of that. Well, why don't we go take me up the ladder, get some fresh seawater, and then you can do your thing. Like I said, it's just a bleeder. It's only skin deep. It is not. Uh, and her eyes I kind g- of like go big a little bit. She goes, <clears throat> damn, as, as, as if the ship isn't full of enough stubborn dwarves. Um, Don't well, speak actually, to him like that. A, Just uh, help him. I'm trying to. He won't let me. Dorlin is getting off this crate and going up the ladder. No, I'm hanging on to I've got your leg, remember? <laughs> as you head towards the ladder, she just, she just says, do you honestly want to go up to Master Scourge before the job is done? Do you expect <clears throat> that you're not going to get some lashes for that? Who says the job isn't done? Truco, get the corpse. Have you checked and made sure that that's the only one here? I mean, well, he's the one that was more, come up more, here like more discovered. All of you are going to get severe punishment. Uh, Dorlin's going to take his chances. I mean, it's, he's seen people sneaking around. I think he can... Managed oh. to not piss Torlin, off Master Scourge here. Torlin, right. no, you're you're in no shape to stand up to Scourge right now. <sighs> Miss Quinn, stay stay with him. No, 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 no. I'll go get it. If he wants to be this stubborn and obstinate, I'll go take care of it. I'll be right back. Just, and she she starts climbing up the ladder. What happened? And you hear her mumbling something under her breath while this is happening. <laughs> um. <sighs> Is she gonna get in trouble if she does go up? I guess not. He wasn't the one who went down here to kill her. All right. Yeah, why should she? Um, Okay. But that said, she does have an interesting point. We did kill one, but we didn't check the entire bilge now, did we? So. Stay stay out of the water, Uncle. I'll take care of this. And I start going to poke with the haft of my spear. Uh, Torlin shouts down the hole. Just wait till we get back. Down the hole? Uh, Sindara made it up the ladder before you did, and and she she was oh. saying just and actually if you start to try and follow her up the ladder she's like no 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 stay down there I'll be right back. Is is Torlan trying to t- trying to go up the ladder? Yeah, Still? I'd be I'd be uh yeah I'd I be will stop in that. Yeah, <laughs> I will be next to n- next there because of the crate. So uh I will intercept uh Torlan and say hey Torlan I I promise you if you ki- if you say what Sandara says I have an excellent. Uh, wine, save it up on my th- uh, on the things of the deck, and and it just I just steal it, and I and I think you are the type you of guy. You all haven't seen that, the bill shot like I have, but that wine will will help clean the wound. Yeah, and uh, you can, we can use that. We can use grog. But I was thinking that's more of the drinking type. If you wanted to, to bargain your wound for something, I d- I don't understand what uh, pirates are have their own self interest if. They can't try and keep their crew alive like the, like the prince. Was it the, was it the prince is the title? I forget the name. Prince, uh, yeah. Pr- yeah. Prince Rock, Prince Mika Rock, Rockface? 
Or the apprentice said to keep the crew alive. So Master Scorch has no interest in killing somebody who's severely injured. That makes no sense. She said I'm something doesn't... about our way, and she did patch up Truco. Yeah, and besides I mean, I had, which... This is, a, this is a proof that she does a great work. I mean, look at me. And besides which, Torlin, I haven't forgotten about the murder of Jake's magpie. For a ship that's shorthanded, they don't act like it. So, uh, Truco, while you were rummaging around in the... Uh... Just to mention, the, the, Torlan knows that uh, Truco is lying about the wine. Just to mention. I wrote a three on, on Deception. Just for fun. <laughs> Just for fun. Okay. Uh, yeah. Rummaging around in the crate, you do find a, uh, a breastplate and uh, arms of hard, uh, of light leather armor, kind of supple leather armor. All right. Um, there's a heavy mace, a morning star, a cutlass, and a small pouch that has uh, 12 sovereigns in it. All right. Uh, can I check them on Foundry some form? I will bring them to your character sheet. And, okay. Uh, yeah, whenever you can. You, you can share them if you so choose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I will, I will took the, the armor, the armor plate and say, Hey, look, this, this could come, could have come in handy, uh, right about seconds ago. Just throw that. I just to, stare to at Truco and then just start like laughing in that way that people laugh when it's, well, it's not really funny, but they've just got adrenaline to burn. Right. <laughs> I am overall, I'm just going to be giving everybody a Benny for all that whole altercation and various different things that were said at different times and done. Um, so Sandara comes back with a, a small bowl. She has it. Um, and, and she comes up to you and goes, can I put some of this on you now, you stubborn, foolish old dwarf? Called uh, Torland will just look at her and, and relent and if it's from the sea, then yes. You need assistance. No, no, no. My, my prayers are enough. Um, oh, it's this one. My last so, uh, Yeah, sorry. You see her, like, pray over this bowl of water and everything, and you see there's this subtle light that comes up from the water as she's, like, scooping it out and she's placing it on your wound, Torland. And, um... She's got some pennies. Uh... <coughs> Torlin will look up at her while we'll, we'll she's spend, doing this. We'll, uh, she rolled a four, which was a success. I'm going to have her spend a penny to see if she can get a raise. Because it's a pretty grievous room. Six, better, but not a raise. Um, we'll keep it at that. Uh, so in doing that, you know, as the water kind of like flows over your leg and stuff like that, the, the wound does some stitching itself back together kind of closing and it staunches uh much it's it staunches the act of blood flow doesn't completely close the wound um but you definitely see and notice an immediate effect um that heals one wound for you torlin that's amazing but i'm curious now that you have helped us here uh, i assume that such services are not free You've helped uh, Truco here. You've helped Dana. What is it exactly that you expect to get out of this? Just unpaid favors that you'll rack up? 
Two minutes ago, you were saying it was in everybody's interest to keep everybody alive. Just directed at, at Torlin or? Yeah, uh, yeah Torlin. I, I didn't say that this session. Oh. Did I say that last <laughs> session? Oh, you just said that. No, I'm Sandara, maybe. Yeah. No, you, did, you, you just said that you did. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned- said that the... You said that you thought the officers had it in their best interest to keep everyone alive, at least. Well, Sindara's not an officer. That's fair. Nope. Uh, Sindara looks at him and goes, You've been on a ship before. Are you daft? I'm looking for friends. I don't want to be on the ship by myself alone, especially not the, the night at, the night before you all got press ganged. Master Scourge made a pass at me, and I slapped the hell out of him. Um, I'm on his shit list. Everybody else on this ship seems to want something, except you, and that just seems strange to me. Sure, we'll be your friend if that's all that you need. She she kind of looks at you, takes kind of like a look at you, other three kind of like confused, and and and, she, and she's like, how is wanting friends and allies not wanting something? I don't, I, think... I, don't I don't want to die and, or be punished on this ship. I think what my uncle is getting at here, Miss Quinn, is what is your goal? You have been very friendly towards us with, with frankly, nothing in return and helpful with, frankly, nothing in return. And yet you keep coming back to us in particular. You you keep saying that you just want friends. What is presumably shirking your own duties? I mean, it's not like people have a bunch of free time on the ship to just kind of follow, follow others around. Can we just accept that we look like really nice people and really, really attractive <laughs> ones? I have to say. So maybe, maybe that's a good uh, reason. I thought that you were getting me wide. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I will be on that, my dwarf. But let me first check this. Um, she kind of like turn, turns to you all, just kind of looking uh, uh, very confused and a little bit incredulous. And she, and she goes, have any of you ever been press ganged onto a pirate ship? Have, have any of you experienced the Cloud Reavers before? I raised my hand. Didn't you see what happened to Jake's magpie despite them being shorthanded? The, the captain does not care about the crew. Master Scourge doesn't care about the crew. Mr. Lagra, the, she is horrific. They are they are sadists and all, their only joy is inflicting pain and stealing and reaving from people. And I am definitely at odds with Master Scourge and being alone on a ship like this without allies, somebody will stab me in my back without allies. What I want is to stay alive and I need help with that. I need friends, I need allies. You all need friends and allies if you plan to stay alive on this ship. Well, fair enough. I've never actually had a chance to speak with you before, I think. Well, I will just, after that conversation, I would start, like, clapping a bit, like, I just approach her and just, like, grab a hand, hand over the shoulder and say, see, that's 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 a really a good, really good attitude to have around here. Uh, and, and I I kind of, uh, you know, I still have <laughs> I still have a hand on Torlin. He's so optimistic of... in such dark situations there. Truco, I just kind of, I keep a hand on Torlin, but but my expression softens a little at that, and and I look at her and say, well, I can I can agree with that. We all want to get out of here alive, and uh, well, 
I, I would rather not see anyone stabbed in the back except perhaps for Master Scourge and Mr. Logger and the captain. I would be okay with that. And, and she actually looks up the, the porthole real quick and she's just like, you better not say stuff like that out loud. Uh, no, no, that would be wise not to. Um, I'm going back up to, to do some of the rat catching on the cargo deck that Master Scourge had me doing. You're, I, I, I think the old curmudgeon here is, is pretty lucky that I'm there, but I'll just be up in the next deck above if you need help. Yes, and Miss Quinn, you I know you have not asked for it, but you did help him, and that means that I do owe you something in return beyond whatever your nebulous assessment of friendship is. So if you do find yourself in trouble, you can always find me in the galley. She, she nods and she goes, that's much appreciated. Seems like you're racking up quite a tab, Miss Quinn. Gonna have the whole ship owing you favors here before this, uh, this little trip's done. That might solve the problem of stabbing certain peoples in the back, wouldn't it, now? And she kind of she kind of winks as she starts cl- climbing up the ladder then. As she leaves, I turn to Russ and say, Well, you're one to talk. You cashed in your chit fairly early, so remember that I keep my word. Oh, oh, she's, certainly, that. she certainly seems an earnest sort. I'd hate to see her that? on a keel. What was that you said, Russ? So let's hope it don't come to that too soon. <laughs> well, Ru- I, Russ is going to start heading down the... Uh, it's like towards the aft of the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Truco, are you intended to take everything that you found in the crate? Yeah, I mean, Truco is probably like uh, uh, I mean, be- seeing, seeing the things, not being interested in them, and just throwing, uh, throwing them off the crate. Just just for uh, he's not mentioning what it is, but he's like throwing them out in the open for anyone to see them and pick them up if they want to. Okay. Except, uh, the, except the sovereigns, obviously. So, so is the only thing you're keeping the sovereigns? You're throwing off the leather armor, the cutlass, the the mace, and the morning star. The morning star, probably not. Uh, remind me what the morning star? No, the morning star is not a. It's, it's a mace, right? With pointy things at the mace, end. Yes, it's a spike. Mace, oh, yeah. right. No, no, no. He wouldn't. Would be interested in that. Cut, cutlasses are generally. Uh, I mean, I, I believe his. Oh, the cutlass in our you history. You mentioned that cutlasses like, were, short sword, were pirate right? swords. Oh, right. Yeah, no, that, he will like, keep that. Yeah, yeah, he will keep that. Okay. I mean, that, it's not like the one that I had, but it should work. Did anybody want to take anything else that he found? <clears throat> uh, so you said there were two maces and and uh, the no, armor? Morningstar, uh, heavy mace, and leather armor. All right. Well, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to insist on Torlin taking the armor now. <laughs> You know, kind yeah, of I mean, like, here, he earned it at this point. Let, let's see if this uh, fits uh, you. Uh, uh, that's right. We've got to see if the fit. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, there's a lot of dwarves on the boat. Yeah, it definitely fits. And incidentally, I believe strength-wise, Torlin is the only one that can effectively use the heavy mace. Uh, he'll give it a heft. See what yeah, it mean, feels like. It's got a good weight to it. <coughs> Mm-hmm. Well, it's not by Halberd, but uh, I suppose it'll do. It'll do very well, but you're not in a position to be picking any fights again too soon. Anyways, stay stay put out of the water. Miss Quinn was right. We should make sure that the job was finished, or there will be more to pay than I care to at this time. Were you taking the Morning Star? 
Uh, can, uh, that was to Dana. Oh. Can I actually use it? Yeah. No, I've got six strength. Though. Sure, I'll I'll scoop it up. <coughs> I hadn't quite created a uh, party loot character sheet yet. I think it's now <laughs> time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, so. Time is going to stretch out here because looking through this brackish dark water and going through here in any sort of thorough fashion is going to take a lot of time. Uh, so just be aware of that as I ask for rolls coming up here. But um, yeah, as everybody... Um, How large uh, would the bilge be, given that it's kind of like the base of the ship? Um, Got to run the full length of the keel. Yeah, it mm-hmm. runs the full length of the keel. Um, it's almost as wide as the ship because pretty much kind of as it's slightly narrow so it does cover a lot of space um i don't know offhand as far as square footage but um uh you know it's certainly smaller square footage than the main deck but it's still uh, a very large space and there are you know as you found discovered there's there's crates and other broken detritus and debris in here and stuff like that to to sort through and look through um if you want to do a thorough look if you don't want to do a thorough look and just go up that's totally fine too just let me know what your intention is. Are you going to advance this place? If that's the case, I'm going to be on the back. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just getting in there. Uh... Well, hold on. Now that I've got this armor, I think that I should go first. You're not set to rights yet. Stay out of the water. Did you even see the word? <laughs> It's not fully closed. Stay out of the water. Don't argue with me about this. All right, I won't argue. And he just uh, goes right behind her with the mace. <laughs> hey, Ross, do you want anything of this? Nah, I'm good. You're good? Yeah. All right. Well, why are you asking? You were just throwing it over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would. Letruco, uh, uh, after a while, who was like, gonna like face palm and say, "Oh, I could have charged you guys for that." Ah, fuck. Why I did? I don't think things true. But eh, yeah, you can consider that. Can, can we consider that a favor of me giving to you guys, like this, all this stuff? Uh, I just look. I just look over a true. Are, are you saying that in character? Yeah, I'm saying that in character. Yeah, I just look over a Truco and like just give you this incredulous, disgusted look, <laughs> and and just keep walking through the water, swishing around looking for rats. I guess that's enough. All right. <laughs> if you so, want to try and buy favors out of somebody, do it to me. I won't be able to keep track. I'm not so good with the books. I just assume that I owe you all uh, a number of favors. Oh, that's um, good to know. So anybody who's looking, give me a notice check. Yep, Dane is looking. And are you? Are, is your intention that you're looking? You're looking thoroughly through here, or? Um, uh, for I'm other kind hostels. Of directed towards Truco. Are you shirking your responsibilities here and not bothering? Yeah, oh, sorry, uh, was, after... this, was this notice roll for more loot? Because Russ is looking for hostels. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking for me more rants. Give me a give me a notice check for. Yeah, Truco's uh, on the back, so he's like paying attention, but like so, uh, without as much. Um... <laughs> Russ is Russ if is looking for hostels. Is Dana's it really dimly lit in here? Uh, oh, Russ has a lantern. Okay. Yeah, the only light in here is uh, from the lamp that Russ is holding. 
Yeah, hang on. Uh, roll the roll from the card isn't working for me. You know that oh, if you yeah. turned off that lantern, then Truco and I could get the jump on whatever creatures are in here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember your dwarf. Assuming that they can't also see as well. Well, Truco I mean, could not. Could not. Low, yeah. It's not like low light vision, vision or something like that. You you have <laughs> low light vision, which means you need some light to oh. be able to see. And it works just what, not what a they, lot. What do they have? They have like no dark. Yeah, I mean dark and uh, they can see. Dark vision. Torlin has dark oh. vision, which means he could see when there's no light whatsoever. Okay, so I would say yeah, maybe not so much, Dorf. Uh, Torlin is. I think he's gonna take the uh, harpoon and just kind of like she's swishing it in the water in front of him like uh at length because that's how they came at us before uh yeah i'll, ma- I'll make the notice check hold on hey, dana re-rolled her four to get an 11 on the notice check nice okay uh, i got a three on my roll and spent a benny for another three i'm gonna hold on okay that happens orlan has a two what uh what true could get a five Five. Okay. Um. I told you, Uncle. Let me handle this. <laughs> uh, Truco, roll me a d6. That doesn't sound good. Okay. Uh, That's never six. a good sign. No. And um. Straight. Just straight one d6. Yes. Right. That's a five. And um. <clears throat> Hey, Roos, what's wrong with, uh... Oh, you just want that dagger? Seems strange. This polearm could serve you much better in this sort of, uh... situation with them coming up from us at the water. Uh, you're probably right. They probably could. But I think I'll be fine. If you are offering the dagger, I will take it. Uh, I'll hold on to the dagger for now. Alright. So, um... You actually, uh, among some of the debris and detritus, uh... Truco, mm-hmm. you find a couple... Uh, tinder twigs. Um, Ooh. Remind me what, what are those? Twigs? <laughs> Matches. Or, or just... Does, does Truco have to have tinder twigs on a boat? <laughs> can, can I have those instead? I'm going to give you a Benny for that. Ari, you're assuming, like, okay, I can't, you don't extrapolate my character that much. <laughs> okay? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, t- tinder twigs are, are essentially they're they're alchemical matches. Oh, all right. Alchemical all right. fire starters. Okay. How oh, how no. big how big are they? Uh, they're just they're just they're small. Okay, they're you know, small. You can light a I, can, pipe. I can hide them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, you can light I a pipe would, with them. Uh, that kind okay. of stuff. No, so, I will definitely hide them. Um, and as you're fishing around, you, you guys spend some time kind of like moving slowly through here. Um, and um dana you feel your foot like hit against something uh solid and heavy that kind of pushes away and right at that same moment you notice like a ripple in the water as a rat kind of comes out um of the water towards you and um it does attack you however you are not surprised everyone else is All right. Um. And Dana gets a Joker. Hey. Nice. Nice. Very nice. I don't. I don't know if you meant to give us all bennies there. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Because I got dropped, Joker. 
Oh, Jana, okay. Dana gets a joker, right. so everybody gets a penny, even though you're not, uh, <clears throat> even though you're surprised. Fair enough. All right. Can I, in that case, use martial flexibility to sort of retroactively take first strike to get a free attack on the rat? Um, yes, I will allow that. Cool. Then I have first strike for five rounds. Martial flexibility is a uh, free action, is it not? It is. So, so yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm you, you weren't surprised. <clears throat> so, like, whatever it is, there was something solid that kind of seemed kind of heavy, like maybe it was metal or something like that, uh, that did stub your toe a little bit that you end up kicking. And that mm-hmm. seemed to, like, um, you know, you probably kicked it in the direction of the rat, and that what's brought the rat out of the water. Um, so you kind of, like... You were able to get a sense that it was coming, and sure, go ahead for first strike. All right. It seems like I'll be able to uh, do that manually. I got a three. Well, I'm gonna Benny that. Actually, you have a Joker, so that is a five. All right, five. so I have a five. Do you want to keep that? <clears throat> um, I'm gonna Benny that. I'll keep the seven. I love the rat name. What's oh, the rat name? Erudite? Erudite. Erudite Erudite rat. Oh, it's a fancy rat. Okay. Yeah. He has some money. So yeah, that's a so that's a seven for <laughs> I do the... declare. <laughs> I'm gonna attack. That hits something, right. so go ahead and uh now in the modifiers for better rolls, add mm-hmm. a plus two for damage because it does not look like the Joker's being included. Alrighty. Do-do. That is not enough for a raise. But that is a I'll success just... with, with plus two. All right. That is seven points of damage. Keep and that? I will keep, I'm keeping that because I've got a second attack coming my way. Well, how do you kill it? I bash its head in with my brand new morning star. It might make a little bit of a mess, but I'm kind of hyped up and really angry right now. Well, that tracks. Yep. So, yeah. So there was a second rat here, at the very least. Right, is there uh, a, sick, a second rat? Fancy. I uh, I pick it up by the tail and and hand it to Truco and say, "Here, put it with the other one. We must bring them all." That's because I am a cat. I have to pick up the rats here. <laughs> How is this? No, because you pick up everything in sight, you have to pick it up here. Yeah, but everything that has value, that, that doesn't... This keep... has the value of keeping us alive. Oh, all right, all right. I will pick it up and put him... Uh, I will put not them every, on the crate. Not everyone's out to get you, you know. I mean... Not, not us, anyways. Trigger nods and just takes the, the rat. Um... Going to continue on? Yep. Let's do. But give me another notice roll. All right. Yeah, for some reason, when I put it in the card with the macro, the oh, now the roll button's working. Cool. It's another another three. And uh, I'm going to Benny this one again, because I'm sick of getting threes. Here comes <laughs> the crit fail. Let's see it. Do it. Right. Double ace. Uh, double ace. Double ace, uh, yep. Or it's like nine total. Yeah, that's a nine. I would have succeeded, but I have a minus one. Dana got a five. And Truco get four. Four. 
All righty. Um, so uh, you're moving forward and uh, Russ, you had kind of noticed uh, like a secondary splash um, in front of Dana earlier that you kind of like gingerly went forward and started checking out. Um, and uh, what, what are you using to like search underneath the water? Cause you didn't take a harpoon, right? Not, uh, so it's just gonna be his boot basically. Okay. Kicking around. You, you want the harpoon? I don't I don't want to use it. Yeah, um, sure. I will handy like throw the harpoon at Ross. So you are kind of like um like kicking around and nudging around. Um and uh you notice like the harpoon kind of hits against something uh that seems kind of metal to you and, and you uh like go underneath the water and kind of reach down and find around and you actually pull up uh an axe, a little hand axe. Uh, that does not seem uh, discolored or marred by the water at all. How much trash did they throw down here? At least this one looks nice. No rust. Incidentally, yeah. as a side note, since uh, you have one of the classes that you have, rust, you can just spend an action to determine if something, I think it's within... Uh, about 50 feet of you is magical or not, as long as you like focus on it. Um, it won't tell you anything more than that. It can just, you can just like pinpoint magical stuff within a certain distance of you if you want to. Sure. I'm not sure if you were aware of that or not. I miss that feature of, of, uh, of my class. Um, yeah, because it's not attached to your class per se. Okay. I think um, that with all of these weapons, there's likely to be some sort of I mean, the owners of the weapons, where did they go? Mm. Perhaps this is more of a watery grave. I love your optimism, Uncle. And also, that's why I told you to stay out of the water. Maybe they got transmuted into rats. <laughs> oh. Wait really? a second, oh, I'm going to take a look at this axe. Yeah. And uh, since Russ is carrying the lantern anyways, hop up out of the, the bilge water, find a flat surface, and kind of start to analyze the... Uh, Wait a moment. It's a full moon tonight. Where are rats? That was last night. <laughs> it's just the little section on uh, detecting magic that yeah. lays out the ability there. All adds up. Um, Dana, you actually, um, uh, wandering around, what you actually notice and kind of discover is that there's, uh, you find in here, uh, there are some like sacks of grain kind of like up against the side above the bilge water and you find a couple of the sacks have been um give me a common knowledge roll actually it this is a relevant question is the common knowledge roll to determine what might be eating the grain yeah kind of determine because um i'm uh, dana did spend her first 16 years of life on a farm so okay would, so uh, uh Common knowledge plus two. Well, actually, no, screw it. You, you spent it on the farm. No, but you don't need to roll. Uh, you actually believe that uh, whatever's been eating the grain actually uh, came out of the bag huh. rather than going into the bag. So you now kind of suspect that these rats came onto this ship through these grain stores and bags here. And then gotten very large. Oh no, the holes in the bags are quite large. Okay. Yeah. 
How large right. are the bags? <laughs> I mean, they're they're 50, 60 pound bags. Okay. So, so I I kind of wave uh <clears throat> wave the others over. Take a look at this. I think we found the source of our troubles and as long as all the rats are gone, they shouldn't be coming back. So assuming all the rats are gone, like what? Just just how many holes are there on the grains? Given how uh, many how large that thing was, I can't imagine that there was many more. No, I can't imagine there would be many more either, but we we must be certain. At any rate, who keeps grain in the bilge? <laughs> um, That's a question I'm not sure and I want to know the answer to. <laughs> Fish Guts has not been sober the entire time we've been aboard, so... Uh, oh, oh no, we, we must hurry quickly. He, he said something to me before we came down here and... We, we should finish. We should finish our business. Uh, so, Russ, you spend a moment with the, with the axe and you do determine that it's not magical, but it's definitely uh, uh, higher quality than normal. Well, it's not magical, that's for sure. Oh. I still don't know what's what's keeping it shiny in this filth. Maybe it just hasn't been down here that long. Your theory of the rats being transmuted weapons is still holds up because, I mean, I, mean, I have two of them here. So. I've got to be aware of that. And Dorlin just does like the, the sailor like spin in a circle, dust off the shoulder thing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's bad luck to stay down here so long. Yes, yes, we. So I'll. We, uh, how much of the bilge have we explored at this point? Uh. You know, probably about a third of it or something like that. You know. All right. I'm going to say, well, there's there's probably one way we can hurry this along. And I scoop a big handful of grain out of the hole in the bag and just chuck it out onto the surface of the water like fish food. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else give me notice checks. Or everybody give me notice checks. Yeah, for some reason I can't roll from the macro card anymore. I don't know what happened. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. That's a lot of... That's a lot of acing on the D4. And that D4, yeah. That's Um, curious. That looked like, I think, three aces for the D4 for a 14 for us. Nice. Humble four. four Okay. Yeah, I got a five. And... They just got, looked like a couple more D4 aces. (laughs) Is that Torland's roll? Might have been. Uh, that's my roll, because I'm not showing it. <coughs> Third. You have so seven what? bennies and you're staying with the two? Sure. <laughs> you are, you're trying to turn me into friggin' nice John Wick here, man. Like, <laughs> I feel, it's like you want this to happen. You want me to Just, snap. I'm not spending bennies on a notice roll that I have a wound on. Come on. Uh, trying to make me snap? I'll save them for something I'm good at. Like soaking. Uh, exactly. So, um, <clears throat> so Rascal, you're kind of, uh, well, Torland's got it too. I think Torland's still grouchy about everything that's happened so far and being uh, told what to do by Dana. So, 
He's just watching Dana, making sure that Dana's okay and not really paying attention, looking around at anything else. Um, what Truco roll? Uh, four. Four? Okay. Um, and Russ, you actually find uh, a small pouch off to a side. And uh, when you reach out for it, you can you can tell the weight and clink of some coins in there. Fuck that away. Yeah. And um, and just kind of at that moment, you just kind of hear something off to the side, just as um, another rat comes out towards Dana. However, at that time, you were looking away, Dana. Mm-hmm. And it. We shouldn't have done that with everybody. But oh well. It. Um, it is not. Mm-hmm. So actually, well, here we go. I can do it. no. So everybody else has surprise except for you, Russ. You can act first. She got a king there. Ah, there we go. Everybody else is surprised as it's, you see it's kind of launching itself out of the water at Dana. Uh, all right. Um, this uh, hand axe. Actually, we have the dagger equipped, so we're gonna uh, changing a weapon like that real quick is uh, very quick and easy, and you can do that. Um, and I think we're gonna test out drone weapon rules. Um, sure. Is that something that the hand axe can do? I believe so. Yeah. Um, so yeah. if you click, if you click on the hand axe, sending the card to the chat window, one of the options uh, under uh, item actions, there's an athletics throwing. If you click that, it will use athletics to roll on the uh, the attack. Oh, Ooh, that just reloaded. Same here. Yeah, same, same here for me, too. Oh, we all got kicked. Okay. Did it actually kick you out of Foundry? Reset. Uh, got a loading mm. bar. I'm, I think I'm back in. And I have to reload again. Yeah, didn't load the Technical scene for me. difficulties. Yeah. There we go. Almost loaded the scene. Thought about loading the scene. We're pausing for station identification. <laughs> yeah. Um, Some realize like I like uh, elevator music going on. Like it's like. Mm. Wait. Can you wild oh, yeah. attack a thrown attack? Um, I think so. I don't recall seeing anything that you can't. Just doesn't. Yeah, that's say. the main thing. Is I. Uh, I don't remember anything here that you can't, so does, go it for does. it and yeah. uh, we'll change it next time if it doesn't work. So yeah, you um, can click click athletics throwing and click wild attack. Awesome. Uh, and let me make sure I have him targeted, and here we go. It's a five. I and this is five. it's only a four because oh, yeah. it's a ranged attack, right? Because we're targeting a spot, not its defense. Right? No. It, uh, yes, it is. It is a ranged attack, so you're just trying to hit a four. The reason it's a five is the wild attack gives you plus two, but the rat ah. is small, so you're at a minus two to hit the rat. Okay. Um, so they those kind of wash out. So yeah, yeah. Basically, it was you do hit. 
if you didn't wild attack, you would have missed. There you go. Um, I think I'm gonna. Oh man, do I want to Benny that to try and get better than a five? Uh, oh screw it. Let's go ahead and Benny it for fun. Um, here we so go. Oh, oh, there is some big money. Okay. Oh, there's okay. the big money. All right. So 15, that is a success with the raise. So make sure you also click wild attack again and then roll the uh, the raise damage button. Oh! Oh! That's gonna hurt! All right. Whoa. That that's easy you know. six. Okay, so that's a, yeah, that's a lot of uh, aces on the D6. Uh, for, it looks like a 26 with an AP of one. Yep. Um, so narrate this for us, Russ. Uh, so this rat, uh, jumps out of the water for an, uh, a, with her back turned Dana and, uh, Russ shoves the dagger into his belt and is almost going to go for his wand, but pulls out the hand axe instead and does a quick little flip to kind of reverse it, uh, and then chucks it at the, the rat and catches it like midair and then continues flying and like blinks with a, you know, in the uh, the side of the, the ship hull. Nice. It's cool. Nice. <clears throat> and I think the rat just gets totally, like, bisected. Oh, yeah. The, the, mm -hmm. the, the rat gets ripped in two as it hits the edge of the ship, you know, yeah. and just slides down into the water. Um, um, is this encounter still going? I, nope. There's no more rats. Okay. Hey, I, I like, I, I guess I was sort of looking in Russ's direction when this happened because I didn't see the rat um, coming, and I, I feel the rat, and I feel the rat, you know, getting split apart and splashing everywhere. I turn around, like I whip my head around, look back at Russ, and just say, uh, "Nice aim. Uh, thank you." Yeah. Hey, if that if that was a weapon, you totally broke it. So. I think, it'll, uh, I mean, I think it, it'll, the axe it, will survive. Okay. It's, uh, I was just mentioning what you say before. No, no worries. Never mind. Well, sounds, seems that I owe you twice over now. I will go and pick up the hand axe and like look at it and, and go, thought it wasn't magical. I'm still pretty sure it ain't, but anybody ever really be 100%. Well, you'd best hang on to it regardless. Good luck, hand axe now. Oh. Marlin just looks over. You two should get a room. <laughs> Uncle! Hopefully one better than a bilge. Let's go! <sighs> and I I gather up half a rat. <laughs> and uh, one more notice check from everyone. Oh my gosh, there's dice all over my screen now from that, and it's not going away. A four for Truco. That is ten for Dina. It's a nice two for Torlin. It's on the D4 for a six for Ruskell. Yeah, Tor Torlin doesn't care about the rats, does he? <laughs> <laughs> no. Pretty much what's going on here. Um, and everyone give me a bigger um, check. Because it is, uh, despite the temperatures outside, but also partly because of the warm weather gear that you have on down here, uh, the bilges are always notoriously hot. Um, and it has been hot while you've been down here. 
A vigor check, you say? Yes. Okay. Or on both dice for us. I'll keep that. Okay. I was feeling strong with a 17. Uh, I'm gonna Benny that too. Uh, I rolled a three and I bennied for a four. Okay. Dana bennied for a 17 off nice. of that two. <laughs> that was well spent. All right. So, I mean, it's sweaty work down here. Rather disgusting, but, you know, you guys are, you know, it's not, you, you can only imagine what it would be like down here during the summer. Right. Um, and uh, Ruskell, Romeo, well, actually, we'll have Dana. You rolled a 10. Roll me a D6. Just a straight D6? Yes. That is a four. Um, <coughs> uh, after kind of going the, the length of the hole and everything, uh, you know, seeing some various spots with stuff, you find kind of like nudged up against uh, a, a crate in the side. You actually find a vial uh, of some clear liquid that that seems to actually be labeled uh, with the sign of uh, the sovereign host. Uh, do I identify which sovereign? Uh, of the whole host. Oh, the, okay. The octogram of the host. I, I heft it in my hand and say, well, if Miss Quinn can't make use of this, I'm sure she could tell us what it is. And uh, Russ, you can also give me a d6. <laughs> Octogram of the Sovereign Host. Uh, that is a six on the d6. Um, and another part of the build, you find a, um, and it's pretty common gear. So I, I you find a Tanglefoot bag. Um, a what? Tanglefoot bag. It, it's a bag full filled with uh, alchemical substances and stickiness that. You can throw it on a target and uh, impede them, if not hold them fast, potentially on a lucky throw. Mm. And other than that, after spending, you know, about an hour and a half, maybe closer to two hours, uh, you believe the area is clear of rats. All right. right. Well, yes, make, make sure we've got all of them now. I, I hold up that dissected half I'm still hanging on to the tail of. I guess three is enough to show that we did the work. Oh, we got the scars to earn for it, too. Huh? Luckily not on me. Yes, that's a closer call than, than I'd have liked, but... Well, it all worked out. Yes, we'd, we'd best get back. Um... So you stop by Sandara on the way up, showing her the flask or giving her the flask? Yep. I, I just ask her if it's something she can use. Uh, she kind of looks at examples for a moment and says, I, I think this is a vial of blessed holy water. This, uh, I could certainly use this. Well, you're, you're welcome to it then. I'm no healer. And um, with that, uh, the rest of your day's activities go about. Uh, you complete them. I can't quite remember what tasks you guys had for the days, um, but I do think I, I had you roll for them all anyways, so mm-hmm. we'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah. Master Scourge grills you a bit to make sure that you believe that you've killed all the rats, all the large, 
ROUSs um, and uh, seems somewhat satisfied. Although he does threaten you with punishment should any more of these rats turn up. Um, but for one day, I think you all successfully avoid uh, the watchful punishing eye of Mr. Lagra or Master Scourge. Not so with... Um, I believe Truco had a... Uh... Truco's due for six lashes, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right! Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, I wanted to remind... I would have wanted to remind you that, but yeah. The roost reminds Master Scourge. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, do I remember? Um, but yeah. Okay, so uh, during Bloody Hour, he calls he calls you out, uh, Truco, again for another six lashes, uh, for your insolence uh, and laziness, if I remember remember correctly. Um, He's raising my voice towards a common yeah. issue, but yeah. And uh, one... would, I, would I receive any damage from that? That's to be determined. I need two okay. vigor checks from you, made at a plus one. All right. Uh, for the six lashes. Bigger check? Yep. Right. And uh, a. That's a nine on the first mm-hmm. one. And I have that with the plus roll. one? Uh, that is with a plus one? No, it isn't. It's uh, now so it will be a ten. Ten, yeah. So make sure you add the trait, uh, plus one to the trait roll modifier. All right. Uh, and a, another one also? Yep. Okay. And that's a four. Okay, yeah, so uh, it stings and whatnot. Uh, you hurt, you certainly got some scratches on you. Uh, nothing. It super goes over the, the same lashes of uh, before, <laughs> and uh, he's gradually stopping to feel anything on his back, so it's becoming less of a pain. Uh, Tilly, another swab, is also uh, being given three lashes tonight for laziness. And. Uh, Evening meal is served, grog is given out, and uh, nighttime activities. Um, it's time for nighttime activities. Didn't put that up for everybody, but uh, in case you need it. Is there anything anybody wants to do tonight? Dorland is going to entertain, which I'm uh, happy to just uh, skip and do the roll for. <clears throat> okay. Third, off screen. Okay. Yep. Give me a performance check then. Nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a uh, fourteen. Two aces. There's Truco killing it on the uh, the performance checks. Um. So Truco, I will say. Um, Torlin. You mean Torlin? Yeah. Torlin. Yes. Other other T character. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. Grok appreciates this performance even more tonight than she did last night. Um, also sitting with Grok tonight, there's uh, one of the lone humans on board the ship. Uh, in the last couple, couple days, he's also a fellow swab. Everybody seems to call Crimson Cog. Um, always has a bandana on his head. He's pretty, he generally seems pretty ill-tempered. Uh, but he is, you have noticed that he's uh, very actively watched and seemed has seemed very entertained by your performances the last couple of nights. He definitely really seems to enjoy tonight's performance and actually afterwards kind of comes up to you and, uh, you know, claps you on the shoulder and he's like, ah, that's a, that's a great tale. I love, 
love that dark twist that you threw in there in the middle. It's uh, you, do you got more of those? You gonna do any more? Uh, maybe tomorrow night, next night, something. Uh, uh, yes, I have a contract for six days, so just keep coming back. Rosie and I will be playing. Contract, huh? Is that is that what they is that what they brought you on this ship for? Mm, that's right. Yes. It's a bit unlike the Crowd Reavers, but uh, they've taken to looking for a little entertainment, the professional variety, I suppose. Well, you. It's only that they paid me with a bump over the noggin. <laughs> I, I'm familiar with that bump. Rob, I, I, I like you, dwarf. Want to have a drink? Mm, sure, if it's something better than the normal swill, and on your dime, because I don't have any. Um, give me a persuasion check. That's a four. Keeping that? Uh, yeah. Okay. I generally like to ask beforehand. Um, he kind of looks back at you and he goes, <clears throat> four more performances, you say? kind of looks around and leans in a little bit and goes, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I, I do have something special snuck away. When you're done with your final performance, the night of your final performance, I'll break it out. Ah, that sounds enticing, intriguing. It's good to see that there is a patron of the arts amongst this rabble. I I don't know what you're talking about, but as long as you keep them dark and bloody, you got, you got one fan right here. Um, Sorry, I totally missed that last part. Oh, he said, I, I, I'm not sure what you mean by that, but uh, as long as you keep them bloody and dark, you got a friend, you got another fan right here. And um, is there anything anybody else would like to do for the evening? Oh, good, just going to sleep. Yeah, I, I'd like to take a, a quick influence action on fish guts. I don't know if this has to be an actual action. I just want to follow up with him on his ominous warning from before we got sent to the bilge, you know, if we didn't already do that in the afternoon. Uh, well, we consider this, we can consider this influence action as part of that whenever the conversation comes up. All right. So, yeah. Um, so I guess now that we've served up the meal, our work is done for the night. I see Torlin working the crowd i i reluctantly agree that he is fine without me for five minutes and uh i go over to where i assume fish guts is is drinking <laughs> and sit down beside him and say so what do you mean by that earlier that uh that mean by what let me get the exact wording from my notes back here um, that you said before I went down into the bilge to take care of those rats, you said you'd be surprised if Mr. Lager wasn't on my case regardless and told, said you'd tell me what you meant by that later. Well, now it's later. What do you mean by that? I haven't, sure, we had that run in my first night, but I haven't spoken two words to her since. You think that nasty cuss doesn't keep a grudge? Well, fish guts, if you know something, please tell me. Well, wouldn't say I know. Wouldn't necessarily say that I know anything in particular, but 
you're human. You're not a cloud reaver. And you've challenged her in front of everybody on the crew, expecting to make friends out of her. I'd take you for a smarter last than that. Not expecting to make friends with her in the slightest. I'm just trying to get by and you know, took you three years to get a cook's maid. It would be a shame to lose one so soon, wouldn't it? Kind of gives you a sidelong glance. <clears throat> you commenting on my cooking? I'm not the one who was very excited to see me on that first day for finally having an extra set of hands. I wasn't the one excited either. Oh, oh, that's a, of course. Just change the story after all I've done for you. Oh my goodness, lass. Give me a persuasion check. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna need to figure out why it's not rolling from the macro card anymore. You may need to re-pull it from your character sheet into the macro bar. Because mm-hmm. sometimes if there's changes in the back end, which I do believe there has been, it could screw up some stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, now it's not going for my for my sheet either. Let me refresh Foundry real quick here. Yeah, ba- and you know, basically, uh, my goal here is, I guess, standard influence kind of stuff. You know, I want fish guts in my corner. Um, right. So that is still loading. It's gonna sit for a minute here while it fully loads in because I can't actually select anything yet. Mm-hmm. Remember, All you right. can hit C to bring up the character sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just nothing was going there for me, so let's try that persuasion roll again. I'm gonna take my free reroll on that three and hope for better. That's a two, and I'm gonna Benny it. That's not better. That is not better. That's another three. I'm gonna Benny it. One last Benny. Go for it. Go for it. There's the ace. There's the ace. That's a ten. Worth it. Um, so during this, you could kind of tell that um, uh, you you can feel the familiar dwarven begrudging banter, uh, insulty banter that's going on with fish guts here as he's ribbing you and poking you. Uh, you guys do talk a little bit into the night and do find out, uh, you find out that uh, he was a trained professional chef at the Lobster's Armor, uh, which, uh, give, me a, give me a common knowledge check. All right, that's a four. Uh, you do know it as a fairly popular and expensive restaurant in Regalport. Oh. Uh, you know, you can't quite get out of him why he's he says he left but there's a few drunken things that are thrown in that make you think maybe he was fired you're not clear why um and you do actually find out uh that he lost a bet a couple years back on a drunken night against uh prince rockface herself uh he ended up betting his own life Losing the bet, and now his his comment that his life, uh, I think he made a comment that first night that his life is uh, Prince Rockface's. You kind of know where that comes from now. Um, but you definitely seem to get a little bit chummy in with him during the drinking, during the evening, before he heads off to sleep. Uh, All right, then I will retire myself. Okay. And everybody, uh, Russ and Truco, we're going to sleep, right? Yep. Okay. Um... And uh, on the 22nd of 
22nd of Zentir comes and morning brings with it uh, some darkening skies, right? It doesn't, it seems like, it certainly seems like whatever's coming is a long way off, but you can tell the weather's kind of turning a little bit. It's not going to be a pleasant day that comes out. And uh, at this point now, Dana, you are waking up earlier than the rest of the crew to help uh, fish guts with you know, the, the tack and biscuit in the morning for uh, quote-unquote breakfast. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this day, this morning, oh, quite lucky. He's, uh, he is not inebriated. He's a little hungover from the evening, but he hasn't been drinking much today. Uh, Good morning, Fish Guts. You look well today. Ah, uh, well enough. <clears throat> Man, uh, uh Again, you were assigned to the kitchen to help him cook the meal. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. And got to the table of all these other results, and you're not getting any of them. <laughs> um, then we got uh, let's find out what we need to do. Oh, Chuko's probably going to like that for the day. Uh-oh. What would that be? Mm-hmm. Um, Russ, do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. Okay, so um, Master Scourge kind of <coughs> looks at you and, uh, you know, he looks at you, Russ, and he goes, Miss Quinn over there didn't do a very good job of working those rats in the cargo hold yesterday. I want you down in the cargo hold catching more rats. Get to it. Aye, aye. <coughs> you dwarf, and he's aye. looking at you, Torlin, uh, swab the deck today. And he, and he points to the pail and the the standstone block. I think you you were already swabbing the the deck. You started swabbing the deck yesterday before you got sidetracked with. Uh, I certainly did. Catching rats, so it's more of the same. Um, and he turns he turns to you, Truco, and kind of crosses his arms because you up in the crow's nest. You're on lookout duty today. All right, interesting job. So yeah, done. you're uh, for the day. You're gonna yours is gonna require an athletics check followed by a notice check for the day. All right. And uh, is there any ship actions anyone's planning for today? Yeah, I'm and, gonna. gonna hmm? uh, you'll you'll be have you'll be at a minus one for your notice check, uh, Truco, since the weather's turning. All right. Uh, so an athletics check, you say? A straight roll. And athletics then... check followed by a notice check. Right. Minus two. That's an eight on the athletics and. Uh, two on the notice, which I'll wheel Benny. Uh, another two, which I'll be Benny again. A three. I'm just wasting all my Bennies here. This third Benny. There you go. Thank you. Six. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a six on the notice roll. Okay. Um, any any shipboard action planned for today? Yep. Russ will take yeah. a shipboard, a daytime action too. <laughs> What you got, Dana? You piped up first. Uh, since Fish Guts and I are working closely again today, I'm going to uh, to work some influence with him again today. Okay. Um, why don't you just start with the persuasion check? Kind of see right how on. the tenor of the conversation goes. All right. Well, that's a two, and I'm going to take my free reroll. That is a five, which I will keep. Okay. 
and um, yeah, we'll go with the, we'll go with this for the moment. Uh, while the rest of you can think about what you want to do, um, what's kind of like the general um, direction or tack you're taking with fish guts today? Um, like a, aside from building rapport, uh, how old does fish guts look? Oh, I would have to say, give me a common knowledge check minus three. Minus Dwarven three. Dwarven age is hard to pinpoint. I guess, uh, guess alcohol is kind of hard on the body, too. There's that. That is a zero, and I'm not going to Benny it. Yeah, you have uh, no real idea. His his hair isn't... Um, I mean, there's a, there's a touch of gray in his hair. Um, so, you know, he's probably at least a, a somewhere, you would, your guess would be between a century and two. Um, you don't think he would be older than that because of, you know, the lack of gray in his hair, but you, you really have no idea. All right. So, um, my ultimate goal is to, uh, is to get him to help me get a sense of what we can do here in the kitchen to make our own situations a little bit better among the crew, especially among, uh, you know, officers or whatever, you know, how, you know, now that he's actually sober today, he might be able to kind of have some input on that and perhaps even a little motivation. And, you know, I would lean I would lead into this conversation kind of by, um, you know, by talking about some of my favorite restaurants when I was in Regal Port. Of course, I could never afford to go to a, fa- a fancy place like the Lobster's Armor. But, you know, I had a few meals here and there, and I'm sure they were nothing compared to what he could turn out in a proper kitchen. Mm-hmm. And give me a notice check as well. That's a 10 for the notice. Um, we will say for the day. So, I mean, he's relatively sober. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. he's not drinking, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, we will say, I mean, most of the other restaurants you talk about, he scoffs at. Um, and uh, especially with kind of last night and tonight, because you, you guys end up cooking two meals, right? You cook the meal mm-hmm. for the crew, and then you cook the meal for the officers. Sometimes... There's also a meal specifically for the captain. Um, mm-hmm. What is true, something I keep on forgetting to mention, is every evening there is a young halfling girl that comes down, going by the name of Chalky, who actually tests the food that is given specifically to the captain first every night. Um, oh. she's she's not very um, she's not very forthcoming or anything like that. So and and usually she's coming down at a time you're busy and she's doing something explicitly for the captain so you haven't had much of a chance to talk to her at least as far as the galley is concerned um Mm -hmm. uh but you could tell from the previous night that uh what he cooks for the crew is certainly a vastly different quality than what he cooks for the officers compared to what he cooks for the captain the captain you you actually get the strong sense that he's got some skills so he knows what he's talking about as far as good restaurants and everything um but through the conversation from the day, you can actually also tell that there, there seems to be an aspect of fish guts that has lost any sort of hope, um, which you which you think is probably what's considering to his drinking these days. Uh, mm. He seems to have resigned himself to uh, whatever, um, uh, you know, 
whatever any one of the dark six has for him here on this ship. Um, so his, uh, and talking to you, he seems rather kind of fatalistic and, and really kind of digging deep into your questions uh, mm -hmm. or answering your questions in a way that satisfied you. Um, however, you do seem, he does seem to enjoy the conversation that you guys have throughout the day. Um, and uh, uh, he does seem to become even more friendly. And your role for the day, oh, since Fish Guts is sober, you mm -hmm. actually don't even have to make a check today. Oh, um, fantastic. However, uh, not however, in addition, what you do mm -hmm. notice, um, you know, your attempt to kind of like clean stuff up or find where things are, he like adamantly like shuts down. He seems to know where everything is in this chaos, right? Uh, <laughs> and doesn't want it changed. And uh, as you're sorting through stuff and various things, you kind of notice him referencing a book uh, at sometimes that you get a chance to kind of look at and investigate a bit closer on your own anyways. And it seems to be a very large tome cookbook uh, that has some pretty incredible recipes in it. Uh, and it's probably worth quite a bit of money. And uh, you, you, you gather that should you come another day that you're forced to cook the meals because Fish Guts is unable to, this thing could probably help you out. Okay, cool. Uh, who's next? Um, go, go for it. I will go, yeah, but first question. Do we know where we are headed? It was mentioned at some point to us, or we don't know? No, what you have not heard anything specifically where you go. Well, actually, give me a... Um... I think Torlan has tracked us headed west of uh, Crown Islands. Yeah, you were, you were traveling north following the... Uh, starboard the keeping the coast on your starboard sides and kind of wrapped around um give me uh, we'll make a common knowledge give me common knowledge check sure and especially this will make sense too because you're up in the crow's nest today this is a two which i will which i will benny for a nice 10. um you have heard conflicting the captain and the, the captain or the officers, none of them have mentioned anything about where you're headed. Um, you have during various, you know, the times in the evenings and the drinking and some of the food you've had with a couple of people that are, you know, that'll even talk to you. Um, there are different guesses about where you all are headed. Uh, there is some, there was some talk about um, um, that the, the, the captain is, uh, is still a little bitter and smarts from uh, an earlier unsuccessful assault on Tidewater Rock. And uh, there's some conjecture about that's why he kind of went to Regal Port and uh, press ganged you all kind of underneath, underneath uh, the Sea Dragon's nose to kind of like puff herself back up. Um, the ship is still damaged, which some of the crew talks about, but uh, the Prince is not willing to go home yet without a prize of some sort. Um, so there's, right. you know, conjecture of heading up further north. There's some other decisions, you know, as you guys swing around, you're going to head back down south. Um, but what's clear to you is nobody really knows. All right. Does At least Truco, nobody in the crew yeah. knows. Okay. He, he, this, uh, is Truco able to see the quarter deck, quarter, quarter deck for, from this distance? 
I mean, the oh, part yeah. of the ship that has the, the the wheel. I mean. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's gonna look at that. Uh, kind of attempt to move towards it on the rose, but then about he's about to leave the quarters nest, and he's gonna like feel the pain of his back, and he's gonna say to himself, "Okay, no, no, no bullshitting today." And he will go down to the uh, towards the quartermaster to shop. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say since you're up in the crow's nest, give me a stealth check. All right. I want or, uh, yeah, stealth check. Okay, that's a ten. Mm-hmm. You find you you know you manage to find an excuse of needing to relieve yourself, then you know head into the quarter quartermaster's uh, place to talk to uh, Cutthroat. Okay, I will uh, just. What can I do for you? Just approaching, trying to be as cool as possible, and try to say, "Oh, hey, hey, Grok." Um, uh, how are you? And, and I think I never, we never get to introduce ourselves. Um, I did hear your name. Uh, you are quite famous around the ship. I'm my tail. Have you, you didn't, you haven't shopped with Grok yet, have you? No, I haven't. Right. Okay. Um, I've been sneaking into the quarters yeah. <laughs> room, but I haven't talked yeah. to her yet. Yeah. Um, she, she kind of looks at you and he goes. I got things to do here. What is it you're looking for? You you need something? I, I won't take much of your time. I just I just uh, I was just interested in uh, some things. I I I don't know um, from what people tell me that you are uh, able to sell some of the things that you are holding here, and I will just bring to the table uh, the uh, the gem that I have. Uh, plus, uh, yeah, just the gem for now. Uh, Are you was... looking for anything specific? Uh, yeah, my daggers. Ah, okay. How much was that gem worth? They are not really fancy, but they are uh, Truco's daggers, so he does want them. Um, and maybe his clothes, if if they took that from him, I don't know. Now, you you know that this this gem is worth a lot more than daggers. Oh, I uh, I mean I don't know if. Uh, Truco, with his poverty hindrance, does, does really know that. Uh, okay, cool. I would All probably right. play that out mm-hmm. as a I'll way of losing money. Yeah. Um, she, she like looks at the gem, kind of looks back at you, kind of just she she gives a little smirk, um, and she come back comes back. You did have uh, a number of daggers originally, didn't you? I did have. Yeah, I think it, I had four, I believe. Um, let me see here. And. And my sword, if if that helps as well. Uh, and I had a um, sword that, uh, if I recall the name of it. All those things where Truco just like opens his vest and you know, starts throwing knives all over the floor, and then gets another <laughs> one out of his boot and another one out of his ponytail yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I like that. I lost audio for a second there, so I missed anything. That you guys had. No, no, it was a, it was a joke. We're it wasn't, joking uh, about Truco re- having the extended disarming trope. Yeah. Um. Seem to have missed. Oh no, here we go. A scimitar. I had a scimitar as well. Yeah, but you were looking for the knives, though, right? Yeah, yeah, the daggers. Yeah, mainly the daggers. And you had five daggers, correct? Yes. But yeah, also, 
while I'm doing that, uh, I'm also trying to uh, notice as much of value that there is in in the quartermasters besides what I I mean, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to use these cues of buying things to do a, a thorough inspection of uh, everything that is, uh, anything of value that Chuka might notice. Okay, uh, give me a, a notice check. All right. That's a four, which um, I want to Benny, maybe. That's a, yeah, that's a worthy, no, that wasn't that worthy, but that's a seven. <laughs> Um, so she puts up your belt with your brace of throwing knives, right? So there's five throwing knives to him, um, is how I, how I take that. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Um, uh, they were scattered about like on his person and they were like two on his back and two on his belt and probably one more in the boot, but yeah. Yeah. So, so she throws down five throwing knives to you. All right. Um, and uh seven you get a you get a good look in here she opens up a a wooden locker right and in there you can kind of see you see all your stuff and um uh you see your old armor you see another suit of armor you see uh what appears to be a wand some some various other rather mundane equipment in there um a box so it certainly seems to be where all your stuff is um, in right. that chest. Uh, next to it, there's another wooden locker. Um, so that's more smaller and, and it's sturdy, but it's not super secure necessarily. But there's a large chest next to it uh, that seems much larger that you imagine has uh, more stuff in it. Um, and there are shelves kind of lined here that seem to have a lot of basic mundane gear and equipment in it. Uh, so there's nothing there's nothing like readily visible or on display that right. has really high value to it, right? It kind of looks like, you know, most any other um, general store kind of thing that you might go into in a, just a regular town, except this is just right. a ship, right? Um, but what, what, would, this, what would you say looks like the, the most secure uh, chest or the most uh, well-protected uh, thing? The larger the- wooden chest? Right, it's definitely larger. that. Okay, okay. Good and the, the door that's secure that's in the galley, on the way into the galley, uh, that I believe you that you saw her going to before, there's that lock is a much better lock. Um, oh, right. So, so clearly, the most valuable things are over there. Um, whatever is valuable in here, you would judge is in that wooden chest. Okay, good to know. Uh, and... I will, I will say to Grog, uh, I mean, faith. Uh, yes, I was missing them so much. Uh, hope that's a there's a good exchange for you in order with this oh yeah thing that I hope is some value. This has yeah. just good to her. Don't use them against mess Mr. Lagra, and she kind of winks. Oh, yeah, I take that for center. Certain I had been uh, quite thought. Uh, had I did learn. I hope I learned to not mess up with the. Officers and the captains here are having, having a quick rough day, so I must say. But, uh, yeah, how, how do you pass the time here, Grok? Do you have any particular uh, way of entertaining, getting some entertainment out of this mundane travel? Yeah, just do my job here with the stores. But uh, 
I, I got another customer behind you, so if there's nothing else. Oh, no, no, there is, there is uh, nothing else. But it was a pleasure to uh, make business with you. I, I hope you come back again, she says with a kind of like a, a very orc toothy, you know, half orc toothy grin. Oh, Tusks take that for certain. I will just uh, do some whatever reverence and get out of the room. Um, and you made your notice check too, right? Uh, I did a notice check. Or do you mean everyone? No, your notice check for up in the... Yeah, you rolled an eight for the athletics check to get up in the crow's nest uh, and that's six oh, yeah, for yeah. your notice check. Yes, um, yes, yes. Uh, Russ. Uh, coincidentally, Russ's action was to go shopping, so I think Russ is the next customer. <laughs> hey, there you go. Um, look at Russ calls and... it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Truco, you turn around and Russ is right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, hey, can I see this? And I would just pat his shoulder and just uh, go back to my uh, position, which I okay. hope Scourge doesn't notice me. Yeah. Well, ain't he an excitable one? Yeah, he's, uh, he likes to talk. That he does. Um, but I, I get the sense I, that, uh, you, uh, you want to get straight to business. Oh, I mean, he likes to talk back. I, I can't, I, I imagine many bloody hours are going to be filled with him have giving Master Scourge a great deal of fun. I get that sense as well, but maybe he'll learn. I I have my doubts. Anyways, uh, what what do you, what are you looking for? Miss Quinn seems to believe that uh, you might be carrying uh, a certain wand here in uh, in your possession. Uh, is it something you brought? If it is, I definitely got it here. Uh, well, it was it was on my person when I uh, was brought on this ship. I do believe so. Uh, now, now Miss Quinn might have told you, uh, I need those wands for, uh, certain spiritual activities that, uh, that, uh, are required for this ship's function. She kind of, she kind of pauses and gives you a long look. What, what, what do you mean? What do you? I, th- that's just the impression that, that I was given. Uh, now... The long and short of it is, I'd like to have that wand back. It's uh, it's important. Uh, it's important to keep the ship running. Is I don't want the devourer, you know, praise him in all of his watery uh, deepness, uh, <laughs> to get involved. I don't know why, but I'm gonna give you a penny for watery deepness. <laughs> 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 Russ is not a spiritual man. Uh, so g- give me a deception check. So uh, instead of rolling deception, I'm going to go ahead and play my action card, uh, which is, uh, let's see. If you just right click on it, there's an option to reveal the card. Ace, play instead of rolling to automatically succeed a trait roll with a single raise. Nice. Russ well is not played. very deceptive. Um, she 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 looks at you and she makes uh, she, she makes a symbol warding off evil, um, and and then just kind of like goes into opens you wouldn't have known, but opens the same chest that she was in with uh, with Truco, kind of rummages around, and actually brings up and plops down all of your gear, and just says. <clears throat> She just like says, just 
take it all, get it out of here. Just you make sure the ship doesn't sink. You know, if it does, you've got me covered, right? I'm I not will, going down with the ship, am I? I will pray for you when the time comes. That's that's a, that's all I ask. And uh, um, and and we praise you for your your religiosity. She makes a, she makes another simple uh, warding off evil. Um, and just, just like, please, just take it, just take it. Um, so wow, I, I wouldn't have called that. Russ Russ is the first one to get back all his equipment from the quartermaster. <laughs> well, well done, well played. Hey, uh, Torland, you got any uh, ship actions you're going to take today? Uh, I'll just influence whoever's swabbing the deck with me. The okay. other ship hands. I mean, that tracks. Um, let me bring up my little chart of the crew real quick. And who are the swabs? We will say, um, so there's, uh, you're swabbing a, uh, you're swabbing nearby another, uh, it's a female orc that goes by Tamroth. Everybody's, you've heard other members of the crew call her Scrimshaw. And you've seen her while you've been performing. Actually, she, she seems to spend a lot of her time carving Scrimshaw. Um, and she's working the deck and, and uh, swabbing it with you as well on this fine, dark, dreary day. And uh, as a general kind of tack you want to take in uh, trying to be friendly towards her. Uh, I will compliment the scrimshaw. What's uh, what sort of carvings is is she doing? Um, have I seen any in the galley down when I uh, was doing the performance? Yeah, we'll say yeah, we'll say you have. Um, she tends to scar to carve uh, sea creatures of some kind, mostly uh, you know various types of fish, some sharks. Uh, you've seen her do a couple birds as well. Um, generally. Certainly, generally all uh, seafaring themes. Hmm. Um, and uh, give me a persuasion check. Uh, that is a two. I will, Benny. And that's a ten. Oh. Um, I don't know how. But Torlin comes out with a, a mighty fine uh, compliment, maybe because it's of artwork and not an actual person. <laughs> um, He's not uh, that abrasive. <laughs> <laughs> I, true, you, true. You've never talked to Torlin. <laughs> um, but it, it kind of opens up quite a bit of a conversation, and uh, you find. Uh, uh, Tamroth is originally from Cliffscrape um, and has been with the been with Cloud Reavers for some time. She's not uh, pressed gang uh, like you all are, but she's also uh, she's not uh, she's clearly not one of the sycophants of Mr. Lagra or Master Scourge. She does seem to have a high respect for uh, Prince Rockface, though. And um, your conversations throughout the day. You tend to be uh, fairly successful in uh, uh, 
shifting her attitude to be at least much more talkative towards you. Hmm. Uh, he does have a curious uh, suggestion or question for Scrimshaw. It's like, sure. Well, have you ever t- tried to carve out a sea serpent? The form would be not so difficult, I would expect. I've heard that great sea serpents have been found in these waters from time to time in the various ports of the Lazar. I've heard many of those stories myself, but uh, so far I've just carved what I've seen and uh, thank the host <clears throat> and the Dark Six. I haven't seen one of the sea serpents yet. Not uh, from some of the stories I've heard. I'm not sure I would want to. Haven't had She kind of leans close and with the little... Um, you know, her brow furrows a bit and, she, and her tusks kind of like jet out a little bit more and she goes, have you? I, I have. Her, her eyes kind of like open up a, a bit and she's, and she's <laughs> just like, what was it like? Well, do you know that all of Coladrin has, you could say, the great sea serpent of, of Mirror Lake treacherous creature you see it uh, was a terror of Lake Home and scrolling through my notes here which are way too long Dana what have you done to me <laughs> that's what control F is for my friend I can't say that I've I've actually tangled with the beast but one of my ancestors did Coladrin uh, and the tale has been passed down with a very vivid description of this gargantuan sea serpent. It had plagued the coastal regions of the Carn Sea and harried dwarven vessels by inundating them with great water spouts and the forceful blows of its lobtailing. And in fact, when the creature slept, it was so large that the curves of its body had not seldom been mistaken by sailors as small chains of violence to their own peril of course as getting too close to this creature was a sudden certain doom for any any ship green scales glimmering in the in the full moons if you had uh, the inkling i could i'm not sure if you'd be able to carve something from a description but i could certainly assist you if you had wanted to try, I'm I'm up for trying. Let's uh, t- tell me more. Um, and this now is clearly the part of the conversation that gets her uh, very interested in talking with you and, and digging further down into things. Um, uh, although she definitely keeps you all on task, but in a way that uh, she's asking questions while you're both swapping <laughs> the decks and whatnot. Um, are are you all okay running just a little bit long? No yeah. close to time. I just yeah, yeah, there, was, there was something I wanted to do with everybody if there's a chance after dinner. Won't take uh, long. Well, I, we're not going to go to dinner. I'm just going to set up what's going to happen for the start of next session. Ooh. Um, so, uh, uh, did, did everybody actually roll for their checks for the day? I did, I did. not roll uh, for Jordan spent like four bennies duty. and got a four at the end of it. Dana didn't have to roll because okay. Fishguts was sober. It's a, right. it's a Zarentier miracle. Uh, 
need a stealth check or a survival check from Russ. Okay. For rat catching. Uh, that's a three, so I'm definitely going to Benny that. It's an ace on the D4 for six. I think it's minus one because I went shopping because it's... Uh, but either way, that's still a five. That's, that's the true. case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's remember, I got to get in the habit of having you roll at the end of the day because your shipboard actions for the day may affect your rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, try to remember that next uh, next couple days. Um, so, yeah, you catch enough rats to satisfy. Master Scourge comes up. Um, uh, none of you have gotten on the radar. I will say it's actually... It's the first evening you've been on the ship where no one has actually caught the ire of Master Scourge. There's no bloody hour. However, um, you do, guys, I mean, uh, as the evening grog ration is passed out, there is, uh, you all can kind of sense uh, a kind of like a unexpected excitement uh, going on in the evening. And finally, uh, just after the evening meal, Mr. Lagra comes up to the main deck, uh, leading Albert, and uh, kind of like all the crews like left the galley, you know, just essentially just taking you with them, and you know everybody's kind of like you, there's just general excitement and fervor, and you see Al, you know Albert's out there going, hey, Albert, crush. Smashed people. Oh no! Uh, Be strong, Albert. And you have, uh, you've only told Truco, Yeah, you've only told Truco about Albert, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So this would be the first time both Dana and Truco and Torlin have uh, even seen or know about Albert. And uh, so Mr. Log uh, actually kind of looks at you for and uh, just goes, "So, are any of you?" Uh, brave enough to try some bare knuckle fighting with Albert here. Interested to see if any of you uh, have any salt in you. I got, uh, she kind of looks over at Master Scourge and goes, I'll even make it interesting. I got a bag of a hundred gold for anybody that'll take Albert. Torlin's just say no more. <laughs> Torlin's <laughs> more. Yeah. Orlin, what are you doing? And he's totally trying to uh, mask any sort of, you know, limp that he might have. Okay. And uh, Master Scourge just looks at you and goes, excellent. Well, I was hoping it would be you. And she's like, take, she has the pouch of the gold. And she just kind of like tossing it up in her hand down <clears> a little bit. And she goes, uh, she just looks at you and just goes, bare knuckle or wrestling only. No magic, no magical tricks. And the last one, conscious wins. Bad enough. And Marlin, with that, what? I am your Dungeon Master Philip, signing off for the evening. I'm Michael. I'm Ernesto. I'm Kevin. I'm Ellie. Yeah. I'm Ellie. He's night. Kevin. So yeah, so thank you for listening to our session tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. We will end the session. All right. Not Albert, no! <laughs> Not Torlin, no! And, um...